Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Two Crows and a Book. So, welcome to Two Crones and a Book. My name is Shell. And I'm Annette. Um, we're two old girls that have known each other for forever, and we're just essentially having a chat about the latest book that we've read. Please note that there will be lots of swearing, that we don't know what we're talking about, and no theme is off the table, so adult discretion is advised. Very advised. Uh, so welcome everyone to Two Crones and a Book. I am Shell. And I am Annette. And today we are going to be talking about The Harvest, which is uh, by Sarah Clancy and is published by Scare Street, which I'm an epic fan of at the moment. It's part of the Bell Witch series. And I think it'd be really useful if before we start talking about the book, if Annette shares some info she's got on the legend, because Annette's very good at stuff like that. So <laughs> I'll hand you over to Annette and Annette can give you some of the legend info and then we can start chatting about the book Annette what do you yeah. reckon well absolutely this is a really fascinating legend the legend of the bell witch it's gone on to inspire films Blair Witch being one of them and uh, the witch which a lot of people may have seen recently uh, that was a good movie also of the television and even music so in brief the bell witch haunting is centered on the bell family in 19th century Tennessee Farmer John Bell Sr. and his family lived along the Red River area near the current town of Adams in Robertson County. The story goes that between 1817 and 1821, his family and the local area came under attack by a mostly invisible entity that was able to speak, shapeshift and affect the physical environment. Some accounts also record the spirit having been clairvoyant and capable of crossing long distances in multiple locations. So creepy shit then, yeah? <laughs> Very creepy <laughs> shit, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty interesting. It's one of those legends, I think, that's been around for so long that you, you kind of forget you know it, don't you? Absolutely. It's it's once you start exploring it and then you if you reference it to different movies and yeah. books and things, it's like... Oh yeah, that that does sound like that yeah. movie or that song. Yeah. So it, it is it's become just part of the culture and you don't realise the the background. Yeah, it's based the, the in where some it's sort origin of reality. From. I love all the old legends, especially stuff to do with, with witches. But I'm gonna come straight out of the stables and say that I absolutely love this series to the point that I've read all of them. So I have to try and remember just the section that, that we, the first book we, we've read and hopefully yeah. I won't digress into the, any of the others but I loved it absolutely loved it um it's one that I kind of talked you into reading um, did, indeed what did you what did you think I know sometimes it's discredited as, as young adult when it's from Scare Street who are as I said my one of my favorite publishers at the moment um, but I, I think it's it's underrated. I think it's really, really clever. Well, I, w I would say that anyone who puts that label of young adult and then discredits it from that is an absolute idiot. Yep. Because just because it's classed as a young adult book does not mean it's not for everyone. It is such a well-written, easy read. Definitely. It really is. I mean, is it Sarah is such a fantastic writer. You instantly 
feel connections with the characters. You know where they're coming from. There's no missing about them. There's no faff. Yep. There's absolutely no faff because how many times? No. How many times have we read other books where like Stephen King is like, oh, well, I've read it once, the formula set. I know I'm going to be reading a, a big chunk about a room. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> There's none of that. She just gets to it, the important stuff, and it grips you from the get-go. Definitely. I, I, I mean, I, I, like you said, with, with discrediting um, young adult stuff, is there's some amazing stuff. Look at the Hunger Games. Look at the Scorch Trials. Uh, look at the Moon Dwellers. It, it, they're all really, really good. Um, I, I loved it. Like you said, from, from the very first page, it is bang, bang, bang. And this book doesn't stop all the way through. You know, it's one thing after another. No, you do not get to catch your breath. It is non-stop action. I mean, this it really takes me back to the days of, I think it speaks to us particularly because we were of that point oh, horror yes, generation. Yes, yes, yeah. You know, where we had those fantastic stories by fantastic writers. And again, once again, it was discredited as just for kids. It wasn't at all. It covers such different dark matters. Yeah. And this, this is just, it takes you back there. And it's like, oh, this is this is the writing I fell in love with, and it's so such a joy to be brought back. Definitely, it, it's uh, like I say, right from the beginning, you're getting your everything that she starts to put in at the beginning. It it covers everything that you're going to need as it goes through the book. So you know, one of the characters, Cadwin, has got um, an issue with teeth, which you find out why in the book. But straight away, you know that he's got an issue with teeth because of the way that you're introduced to the character and. That then, when it pops up all the way repeatedly through the book, and the witch, who is just, she's just evil, uh, and will use every little thing against you, you know why she's using it, and, and it just reoccurs, and it's a weak spot for him. I, I, I think it's great. I, I mean, the first, I think it's the first four chapters are your intros to each of the characters independently, and you get everything that you, you need from that. You know who they are. You know, Cadwin is calm and cool under pressure because he's a psych nurse. Uh, and it's all kicking off. So my favourite character is definitely 100% Bathsheba. I mean, when you meet the first four characters and they've got their own individual chapters each, she is the only one who is ready. You know, she... Oh, in a car I park. wonder why you like her so much. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's underestimated and she's planned. This is a girl with a plan. You know, she's in a well-lit car park with lots of exits and there's nothing around her and she's sitting there and she's waiting um, and I, I'm guessing that some of that has come from previous experience because we find out that she's been selected before um, because someone is randomly selected from one of the four, each of the four families. The witch doesn't discriminate. You know, she can take a baby, I think, and, and the, it's referenced that it was someone in their 80s or 90s that they'd taken. Um, and obviously the smaller the pool is, the more likely you are to be picked. And Bathsheba's family is quite small. But, yeah, no, she's ready. She's a woman with a plan. She's eating a cheeseburger with her dog in the car, just waiting to see what happens. And when it kicks off, she doesn't lose her cool. She's freaking out because the witch always uses your fears against you. Um, and her fear is quite a peculiar one. I don't know whether <laughs> yeah. or not we should say here, but it, it's quite a peculiar one. And and she's just, she's just ready. And, you know, I liked Cadwin because he's, he's calm and he's cool under pressure. Ozzy's sweet and he's just long for the ride and he's trying. I, I don't like the fourth character to the point where her name actually escapes me. Mina. Mina, yeah. Yeah, you know, um, Mina is a bit, she could go either way. She's a bit of a wild card in this, isn't she? But I think, to be honest, the, I think the the issue we both have with Mina is because she's not very relatable to us as people. 
Yeah. We can very... A bit of a, bit of a princess. Yeah, and we are not that girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, very much you, you can relate to the empathy of Cadwin. You can relate to the preparedness stroke paranoia of the Sheba. And Love her. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I 100% can relate to Ozzy with the absolutely clueless, how do I get myself out of this shit? You know, that kind of, that's who I am. Uh, makes people want to relax, laugh, that kind of guy, you know, break things with a joke. Yeah. That's very me. That is very yeah, that, me. That is very you. Yeah. yeah. Let's diffuse with humour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? There's a witch. There's some crazy ass witch after me. Uh, throw a couple of jokes in. But yeah, no, I think it is personally for other people. She may actually be that relatable character, to be fair. So we can't really yeah. discredit her to that point. But it's she's just not for us. Oz. Yeah. I mean, she pans out better than I thought she would. Oh, she's like a step above, especially a step above her mother. Yes. She wants to break away from that kind of... Like, cause let's, She's trying to escape. Yeah. Well, yeah, because we've got to say, Mina's family is very much the the show pony of the families. Yes. Yeah. They they say they've got the money and the wealth and the look and, it's you know, everything's there to their advantage. Say, like, if you were thinking Hunger Games, they would be that District 1 family. Yes. Very, very much that. But in, in reality, they're not actually the, the most well-off. I think it's is it Ozzy's real dad is actually the most well-off. Yes, they're one of the richest families because he actually says to him, you need to win friends when you're, you're, you're going to the harvest. And, and to do that, you pay for everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the resource that they bring to it. I, I think it's worth saying as well that, you know, not going to the harvest is not a choice. So that when you're summoned, you're given this little box and this little box, uh, like a little music box, and it contains uh, a demon. And it's on like some kind of timer is the best way I can think to explain it. You, you're going to the woods to take on the witch to get the key to lock the box. Because if you don't fully lock the box before the timer sort of releases, a demon comes out and possesses you. And it, it's it's really bad news for you and everybody around you. Absolutely. And which we find out happened to Cadwin's brother. Yes. I, and I tell you, even from the very first, because it's like, you don't find the boxes, the boxes find you. Yes. And it's the way that they are delivered is so terrifying from the get-go, from Cadwin's encounter. Oh, my God. It was so scary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every single chapter of this is bang, 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 isn't it? It doesn't stop. Because even when they're on their way back, so they know that they've got no choice. They've been summoned. They've had the horrific ordeal of being summoned. Um, and now they're on their, their way back because they don't have a choice. But even on the way, that witch is trying to get you. Oh, the whole time. The yeah. Whole time. I mean, Cadwin ends up taking on a, a, a Minotaur. That was insane. When I listened to that bit on the audio book, I'm not, no word of a lie, I was walking past a wood. And that's when that thing <laughs> jumps out in the story. And I'm like, looking over my shoulder, like, bitch, don't, don't even. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. I mean, it's one of those books that I just, I, I didn't want to put down, really. It, it's There's lots of clever stuff in it. I thought the, the author was really clever in the setup of her characters because instead of wasting a lot of time in a book, 
not that it's a waste, but instead of investing a lot of time in a book with giving you background knowledge and, and all the history, she covers that off by having a character who doesn't have a fucking clue what's going on. Because yeah. then the uncle explains it to Ozzy, and by default, you're picking up and going, oh, right, yeah. okay. You know, without having to go, well, you know, back in the day, it, it, you're not losing time to that. You're not losing, you're taking a break to, to get a history lesson. The momentum, you don't lose the momentum of the story. Definitely not, yeah. It, it is one thing after another. And I found it, it kind of reinforced the how normal it was for the families um, by things that she put in there. Um, like, they've got a web page. You know, the four families have a web page where the selected go on it. It's like a WhatsApp group, you know, who, who got picked. Let's all sit down and have a look and, and see who it was so they can see who they're going in with. And that's a really normalised sort of thing to do. Does it not bring you back to thinking of Shirley Jackson's The Lottery? Yes. Yes, it does. Yeah. With the black spot. And, you know, how, how, oh, yeah, it, I didn't even make that connection before. They've just come to my head now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I thought it, it was it was great. And, and they've they've got their own language as well. So if someone's possessed, they they don't basically whoever's possessed needs to be killed, you know, by the, the family who they belong to. But rather than use terminology like, well, you know, we're going to have to kill them, they, they have to be corrected. You know, they, this has been going on so long for them. They've even cultivated their own language to deal with the trauma of it. Because can you imagine every year wondering whether or not you're going to get summoned or possessed? And it, it's it's the way that they all deal with it separately. Yes. Whereas like Cadwin and Bathsheba's idea is just to distance, distance themselves as much as possible. Yes. Um, Ozzy obviously is clueless because he has no <laughs> it's idea. It's long for the ride, yeah. yeah. But then it's how uh, Mina's family, it's a ritual. Yes. So they kind of like separate the adults and the kids for the selection. Yeah. Uh, because there's so many, there is so many of them. They just assume yeah. it's going to be an adult. And it's Mina's first time um, yeah. being with the adults when it occurs. And kind of like her brother taking the mickey out of her. So, ooh, you know. It's going to be you. You're up there with the adults now. And this was the the one, the last time she thought she was going to be there because she was going to be going to college. Yeah, and she doesn't believe any of this is real. No, she thinks it's a pile of shit. It's like, this is just ritual and tradition. I have nothing yeah. to do with this. I do this one last one, and then I am out of here. I am free. Yeah. And that's when she gets selected. And that's the kind of like a sod's law, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, no, I thought it was... Um... It was really, really good. And when the characters, another favourite part, um, I mean, we haven't even got halfway through through the book, but another <laughs> favourite part for me was um, when they they all first meet. So without giving too much away, Cadwin has been nicked after he's killed the um, Minotaur and Mina gets called by the sheriff to go and get him and Ozzy and Mina decide to tag along because they've all met by now. And when they, they get into the, the prison, they're into the jail to collect him their personalities and where they are at that point in their lives all really shows you know so Cadwin gets asked you know how did you kill it and his response is well with determination and a deep res reservoir of resentment I thought, yeah <laughs> do you know like you know Amina still is struggling with with Bathsheba mm. And her blasé approach, you know, she, Bathsheba just basically walks into this jail, pretends to be sweetness and light and this little kid, and the sheriff just goes with it and, and, and lets her go. And Ozzy is just wandering around in the background trying to work out 
what he's going to do, really, <laughs> and, and he doesn't want to die. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. But there is this really interesting relationship between Mina and Bathsheba. You know, I think there's there's quite a bit going on there. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's a, a really interesting relationship between uh, Mina and Bathsheba going on. Um, I think Mina's a little bit jealous of although it might not come across of that at the beginning i think she's a little bit jealous of the independence and freedom that Bathsheba's got oh 100 percent. because Bathsheba basically just rocks around the country in her car yeah but then maybe that could also be seen as a uh, vice versa yes because yeah. Bathsheba's jealous of uh mina's ignorance to it all and her having a innocence life. yeah yeah H- having that freedom to disbelieve because she hasn't seen it exactly yeah, but yeah, and, and and Mina, I think as well. Struggle, <clears throat> excuse me. Mina struggles as well with Bathsheba's um, that what she gets away with. So that before they even go to the harvest, this is when they've all first met. There is an incident <laughs> at a funeral home, and and again, their characters are all really well displayed, and and, and it, it comes out. But Mina believes that Bathsheba is is a sociopath, yeah, well, and she creates this this big epic thing that affects the whole town. And the town is is kind of aware of what's going on, and they they accept it and and brush over what's going on because they are they benefit from it. They they're very affluent when they should. Yes, that's a, that's a theme in a lot of stories of that style, like say um, Stephen King's It. You do yes. better to just it it's accepting the evil, and then you will have the life you want. Just let me, you know, just murder. Yeah, you. It, it's that it's that payoff, isn't it? Really, it's yeah that old deal with the devil. Yeah, what are you willing to sacrifice for a happy life? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I loved it. I've, I've read them all. It it doesn't stop. It, 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 literally, I mean, what we've mentioned so far is is only the first few chapters. They haven't even got to the to the, to the forest yet, to the woods where they're gonna actually begin to endure the harvest I, I i loved it i've read them all i think scare street is pretty amazing publishers i found them by mistake they've just kind of popped up in a feed and i've read so much of their stuff because it's that old school horror horror vibe that is a nice quick easy read i mean would you recommend it in it oh my god well I was so grateful that you actually brought this to me because it really did take me back. It really <laughs> did. It was it was like that when I was in high school and we found Point Horror. Yep. And it was just like you were consuming those books like they were as soon like, as they were out. Yeah. Oh my god, a new one out. I want it. I want it. I yeah. want it. And that's that feeling again. Reading this and then it shouldn't be discredited just because they like to give it that young adult thing. No, 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 no. That's a pile of. Well, I'm not sure that I would want some of of my little people reading this. There's some really gruesome bits in it. I mean, there's a bit at the end where they've got to the. There's someone left to get a key, and Mina's got to get the key, and where the key is involves something particularly gruesome. Do you know that I, I'm not sure that I would want my 13 year old niece. Reading the level of detail, I mean, I'm sure she has because she's a bit of a book fiend like we are, but it's not something that you would look at like a, a, a teen, a young adult and say to them, oh, read this and let me know what you, you, you think. Because it, it, it was quite detailed. And don't you think? Well, that, well, th- it was. But then again, think about the issues covered in some of those books we read when we were that age. Books get banned, but they always end up coming out, or you, especially in the new age with um, re- 
with the internet, it's a lot harder to ban books and to, to censor that information. But your films get banned and are rated, you know, so a film can be rated an 18. There is no rating on books. No, even though they kind of try to do it, it's like you, you, you can't, you know, by classing it for an age group, they thought they could do that. But it's, it's not going to happen. Kids are going to read. And it's not enforced. I mean, you don't walk into a bookshop and try. A, a prime example is Clockwork Orange. I couldn't get hold of the film, couldn't watch the film when I, I was a young teen. Really wanted to know what all the hype was about. I got it from the library. I got the book from the library. You know, there was no, oh, dear, it's a little bit too old for you. Do you, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I I, no, I, I loved it. I thought it was it was fantastic. Highly recommend Scare Street, uh, oh, any of fantastic. their stuff. Um, and also, uh, I'll just say for the audiobook version, the, um, the, the reader was fantastic. It was really good. But um, there's also just a nice little snippet at the end to give you a teaser for... Uh, book two and it's so good <laughs> it is oh my god just when you think it's like right this is over it's done i can relax and then they start this and by the end it was like i need i need to listen to the next one i need to listen yeah. to the rest i, I, I was so like that with the books good. i mean i got the books uh the first three were a trilogy in one book and yeah it was just yeah no i'm not stopping at one <laughs> <laughs> The only reason I've not downloaded the others is because we have such a long list at the minute. Yes. That, <laughs> that we're going to get through. But I will 100% be going back to listen to those other books. Excellent. Well, I suppose we should stick to tradition. Is that a yes from you? Is it a recommendation oh. from you? Oh, it's a huge Crohn's thumbs up for me. Definitely from me. And, I mean, stats-wise, it was, uh, I think the book is something like, uh, the paperback was something like 200 pages. It's uh, from Amazon is where we got it from. Very cool cover art. Very, very cool cover art. Um, and I'd just like to say, if you visit Scare Street's webpage, you can download a free book. They'll give you a free book if you subscribe and sign up. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, it, it was pretty. Uh, 100% a mega yes from me. Um, what was the duration of the book, Annette, on audio? Uh, right, so the stats from, I downloaded this from Audible, as always. Uh, it was narrated by John, I th I'm going to say Pihala, P-I-R-H-A-L-L-A. It was seven hours, 16 minutes. It's not and too it was, bad. No, the, it's, it's a really easy time to listen to. It really is. Um, release date was the 1st of the 11th, uh, 2019, so fairly new. Good. I think the paperback was 2019 as well, actually, so perhaps they kind of did them the same. I could be uh, wrong on that date. Yeah. Yeah, well, because it's all because uh, isn't Scare Street? That's uh, as we said before, um, part of Amazon. I think it's heavily linked with them because that seems to be where their main stuff is. Well, um, hence why the Audible connection as well works yeah. so quicker. But I mean, I I definitely recommend checking it out because even if the Harvest isn't for you, there are lots of other old school horrors on there. So there's another author with Scare Street called Ron Ripley. He does some really really good stuff. But if you do do the Bell Witch and you find yourself tearing through it and and you like Sarah Clancy, then I'd also recommend, I think it's the Banshee she does as well, which is really good. And that's a, a bit of a twist on a tale um, of the the Banshee. And it's a young guy. It's not your typical, yeah. Wow. It's not your typical woman. It's a, a young guy and he's not quite sure what's happening. And, and that was that was a really good take on it, actually. I'd, I'd highly recommend that oh, as well. Oh, I'm definitely checking that one out. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's a definite thumbs Absolutely, up. 100%. Um, what are we doing next time, Annette? Uh, the next time, it's uh, it's actually another book that you brought to the table. It is The Jonah 
by uh, that fantastic author, James Herbert. Now, I've never actually heard of this book before. I mean, I know no, a lot I, of these other words. This is a charity find. Oh, it was a charity find. Yeah, this is, it. I mean, I like James Herbert's, a lot of the stuff that he's, he's read. I like The Rats. Um, I, I like um, Creaks and mm. Hall. So, yeah, I'm a bit of a nobody. He did another good book called Nobody. Big fan of his. Um, and this, I hadn't heard of it at no, all. No. I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign. We'll see. Yeah, but it was 25p. In a, in a charity shop. It was on the shelf on its side for 25 pounds. Well, surely we can't complain about that. Well, we'll find out whether or not we can complain about that. We'll give it a go. We will indeed, Dad. Um, and, that, I mean, that's it from from us. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. Don't forget to listen, rate, review, subscribe. Get it out there. Get us known. Get everyone listening. Get yourself a book. Get a brew. Get a bevy. And join us next time. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Two Crones and a Book. If you would like to contact the show, you can email us at twocronespodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media for episode content and more. You can find us on Twitter at Two Crones Pod and on Instagram at Two Crones and a Book. Also join our Facebook group at Two Crones and a Book. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the show on your podcast listening app of choice. Take care now and we'll see you next time. Bye.